guess what? What? It's another episode of... So here we are. It's me. Yeah, who who am I? Who am I? You're Thomas. Right. And who are you? Um, you're Ross. Mm-hmm. And who are we? We are collectively the douchebags. Yeah, collectively known as the douchebags. The I, waste of timers. Yeah. It's Saturday night and I'm having... I'm gonna like sorry these two podcasts if there's two, I'm gonna drink. Okay. A lot. Sorry. That's absolutely fine. Good as luck with that. And... As long as you don't wake yourself again on uh, on any of my property. No, oh, yeah. Again. That wasn't Ross. That was because when I get so drunk, I turn into a different person. Ah, what's he called? Incredible Ross. Incredible Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I turn green. What's his special power? Um, talking bullshit. Right. Well, what's different? Uh, to a higher level, yeah. Um, berserker rage <laughs> oh. and the ability to piss people off. I right. think, and so, I can go to sleep with a click of a finger. Right. Do you believe in that whole sort of uh, getting like adrenaline given you, like sort of superpowers almost, where you can lift cars and stuff like that? Well, like a, a mother lifting up a car if the baby's uh, stuck underneath. Yeah. No. Okay. I don't know that. Like that's that's an interesting one. What would give you a lot of adrenaline? Ooh. If I said a hundred people listen to this podcast, oh. and you believed it, <laughs> yeah, it would finally give us purpose, give us a reason to actually continue uh, all of the incredible amount of work that the producers do. Yeah, I haven't seen my wife for a good couple of weeks since I've been editing. Uh-huh. She's happy. She's really happy about that. This is, this is I'm, I'm I'm opening up to you here. I know I can feel, you, I, I feel even, your pain. You, no, I was nodding my head. Ah. You were flicking through your notes, so you weren't even paying attention. I was flicking, but I wasn't through my notes. Is that an innuendo? Sort of, but right. even the innuendos are tight, uh, tired Ten, now, aren't they? A bit tenuous, aren't they? Mm. So I've been in the garden all day. It's been a lovely day. It has, It's yeah. been a lovely day. I've done a lot of gardening, and um, I've got a bit of a headache now. Oh. Starting the lift, though. We'll drink a lot of liquids. I'm going to want one sec. I'm going to. This is going to be my first mouthful. Oh, that's always the best. Of Keo Lager from Cyprus. People hear that, by the way. When you just I would say that be that would be a nice sound to hear. It would make me go, ooh, I fancy a beer. Can you imagine if you're walking around now doing nah. something or doing the dishes or something and you wanted a beer and you heard someone just going, oh, this is amazing, god damn it. Yeah, it would make me, I would have one. Yeah, well, you know, you can't just have beers every, t- like, 24 hours a day. I, because I try to limit my intake to, like, two, two to three days a week, if that. Wow. I, I try to only just drink on a weekend. I've been copying off you then unintentionally because I've now... It was after your stag do. Uh-huh. I have now cut down my alcohol consumption. As when I say cut it down, what happens is I just drink more over three days. Right. And I don't drink the other four days, which at one point the medical establishment said that was the right way of doing things. At one point. When when was that? When was that? Um, sometime like four or five years ago, I believe. I see, right. They okay. said like if you just give your liver a rest, mm-hmm. as opposed to the um, whole, I mean, the amount of units you intake. Who mm-hmm. eats that? Uh, how many? What they do? I the, think it's the twenty-five max? for a man. What per day? No, a week. How, how much is a unit though? Well, that be a unit. I'm, 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 I'm a bit of a unit. I know that, but <laughs> that be a you're drinking there. It'll have the unit on the back, but I think it'll be about two point five or three. 
It's a big ball, though. It might be more. Actually. Thanks. Let's uh-huh. get back to the beer. <laughs> um, it says... It's one in Greek. Um, sorry. So, uh, what language do I speak in Cyprus? Well, I've got a, I've got <laughs> a beer a Amoretti here, and it's the same size, I think. Is yours 660 milliliters? 630. 630, so slightly smaller. Well, this is 2.43 ah, right, units, okay. right? So mine's probably about 2.4 then. What percentage is that? Because that's also the important thing. 4.5. Yeah, it'll be less because this is 4.6. Oh. Well, a shot of vodka, which is f- like vodka's 40% or 38.5% of its Smirnoff. <laughs> <laughs> there are other vodkas available I hate Smirnoff actually I, Russian standards are the better vodka for me uh-huh. anyway that's a unit a shot of, of spirit I see, but right. I might be proven wrong because I'm proven wrong on everything on this podcast you are yes it's I mean why break the habit of a lifetime yeah well that's what I believe right now so then I'll I'll find out I'm wrong and then I can learn from these mistakes so yeah this is obviously the retro gamer podcast <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I thought I'd come to something else. So what we got for the the listener today? Well, we've got I, quite a bit, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Mm, jam-packed show. <laughs> so what we did was we decided to watch... We decided we were going to watch three films yeah. and then talk about them. Mm-hmm. The three films are... You do one and I do one. Well, they're very... Uh, the, the computer orientated aren't they the, yes. the retro orientated because yes. I feel like we could do a few podcasts like this yes about like gaming and film because yes. we're, we're film fans as well as gaming Absolutely. fans and I believe that the five listeners will have also fall into that remit see there that word you just said again the one about uh, not movies what's the word that you say instead of movies film film because um, my wife today was telling me that we have another fan yeah. Yeah. Simon. Another Simon. Oh wow. Um, Maybe we're just big amongst Simons. <laughs> he's a he is well Kelly knows him through his fiance who has another blog and Kelly's blog mates with with her. So because Kelly's got blog mates. Ah. Yeah. Called that blog is called New Girl in Tune. Mm-hmm. New Girl in Tune or New Girl in the Tune? I'll just link. I'll just put it on Twitter. Right. Um, but uh, he's he's a really big fan. He told he told Kelly that he's a really really big fan. He said it's the best uh, northeast based retro <laughs> gaming podcast, starring <laughs> hosted by two um, human 30, beings, thirty something males mm. that he's ever heard. I'm nearly not thirty something. Sorry, he said second second best ah. of that category. So yes, uh, Simon said that. Simon said <laughs> he said that. Uh, he finds it funny the way that we say film. Ah, oh, really? Instead of fil- film. 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 We say film. Well, people find what I say funny all all <laughs> over the shop, don't they? <laughs> Do they? Yeah. Bibble bobble. Ah, uh, yeah. That's Dan. That's passive aggressive Ross coming uh, in. He's yeah. my cousin's husband. Well, I just apologise because... No, I don't think you need through, to. Through my whole life, even now my girlfriend just laughs at things I say when I'm not meant to be funny. Mm-hmm. Shit, are you... Were you meant to be funny on this podcast the whole time because I've been laughing at you? No, I wasn't. I was actually being very, very... No. I d- a little bit of it, a little bit of both. Bit you of are both. probably laughing at the stuff that wasn't meant to be funny and not laughing at the stuff that was meant to be funny. Yes, that's how it usually happens. I was laughing with you. Mm-hmm. Not that... Not, Just not constantly. At you. Not at you. So, yes, we're going to... Well, we've watched two of the films, haven't we? 
Yeah, watch uh, the first because one together. Yes. Not talked to oh, it uh, again. Go, but you, you go. So yeah, because like you're going to say, because of, because of time constraints, we'll watch the first one together, which was King of Kong. Yes. Uh, we watched the second one alone or inde- independently. Well, of I watched other. it with my girlfriend, which oh. raised some eyebrows at it, work when I mentioned it. Why? Just the like. Your girlfriend would want to watch stuff like that. Oh, I thought you meant because you've got a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, it's like a fight club. She doesn't actually exist. That was what is commonly known as a jibe. At the end of the film, you'll find at the end of the film, which is my life, you will just see me just standing around arguing with myself, and like <laughs> ah. there'll be some X-rated bits where I'm having sex with like an invisible pillow. At what exact moment would that like, minutes would that be? So I can skip to it. Mm, I don't know. This, the film of my life is going to be pretty uneventful, so yeah. don't bother watching it as far as I'm concerned. I'll be in it a lot. Because, you know, well, we usually, like, <laughs> filmmakers usually, like, sort of. Like, center on them. Yeah, I'll <laughs> center on the most important parts, and, you know, I'll just play myself. Play with yourself, right? Yeah, because I'm sort of eternally youthful. That's what they call me. That's what they used to call me when we play football. Youthful! Pass the ball! Useless second... is what they called you. Oh, was that what it was? Oh, I wasn't supposed Harsh, to say fair. Second film that we, as we've just said, was... Um, Atari Game Over. Thank you. Which wasn't very long. No. No, I watched it in an afternoon mm-hmm. on my day off. It was only it was only on just over an hour. Was it? Yeah. Oh, wow. And the third film, which we're going to watch tonight... Aye. ...after this first half of this episode uh-huh. is Indie Game the Movie. Yeah, I believe that's the name, yeah. So we're gonna in this episode. Well, I've got a couple of things I want to talk about, and then we're going to talk about Atari Game Over. Yeah. And then the second part, once we've watched the, the third film, we're going to talk about King of Kong and indie uh-huh. indie game the movie. Mm-hmm. Indie game the movie. I believe that's the name of it. Yes. Yeah, indie game the movie on Netflix. Atari Game Over was on Netflix. King of Kong, you have the uh, DVD of. Well, I've heard that uh, Atari Game Over is actually available on Xbox Live because, and this is off IMDb, originally Xbox was going to make um, six movies ah. about the history of gaming and they only ended up making one, That's which was why that it, Atari Game Over. I was confused because at the end it came up, it said something like an Xbox production. I was like, eh? So, yeah. right, that makes sense then. Ah. And they only made one. Yeah, which is a shame, isn't it? Aye, because that would be an interesting, interesting idea, concept. Apparently, that actual in Microsoft, they must have different sections. Mm-hmm. That that one closed down. Yeah. Through lack of money, I'm guessing, because Microsoft haven't got much money, have they? I wonder if it was around about the time that they stopped. Um, uh, what was it called? Was it called sending you a message? Is that what it was called? Or oh, were those two yeah, guys, like Dan, that, yeah. Dan, and uh, Andy mm-hmm. Ferrant or something like that? Yeah, because that was great. That show. And then they shut that down. So I wonder if that was all part of the same sort of thing, because they don't really have anything like that anymore, do they? Yeah. Because that was on. That was always available on the dashboard. Mm. I wonder if it's funny because when you watch Atari Game Over, like it, it feels like the vision of the director, Zach Penn, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. It feels like that. So I wonder if they just, like, just give him some money and help yeah, them with the editing or something. Uh, but one of the talking heads in the film. Is the designer of the original Xbox, isn't it? Yes, that's so, right. So, like, he's got a kind of. But we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. From the 
Remember in the last episode with uh, the lovely Simon? Mm-hmm. It's good episodes, weren't it? Yeah, all yeah. four of them packed, jam packed. Um, we'll have him back at some point later. Informative character, in- indeed. The next special guest, we've already got that booked in, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Well, we haven't got the date, but the next special guest, he's a big who it's going to be. We've been asking for him for a long, long time. Should I ask him one more time? Yeah, go on then. One more time. Because this will technically would be the last time. Uh-uh. Or you'll have to rephrase it henceforth after this, won't you? Yeah. Christian, want to be a guest? <gasps> and we'll see what he says. Mm. We'll see what he says. Hopefully you'll send oh, a... Oh, it's not like fuck off or something. <laughs> Hopefully you send a reply. Dear Gonox, sorry. Start again. Dear Gonox, yeah, Dear Gonox, Hello there. I am writing to confirm. Well, I'm not really writing. It's more just talking, really. Uh, thanks for inviting me to be a guest on your podcast. As your only fan and listener, I was kind of miffed that I hadn't been asked on before now. However, I'm really excited to be asked on and I can't wait to meet you and see if you're as sexy in person as I always imagine you are when I'm listening and touching myself. If I could just make a suggestion that Ross should wear the pink thong and peephole bra that I usually imagine him wearing instead of the leather one that I sometimes think of. And Tom, if you can wear a surprise outfit for me to keep it exciting, that would be great. Also, do I need to bring my own baby lotion and boiled eggs, or will these be provided? See you soon. Your only fan and listener, Christian. Yes, I want to be a guest. Yes, in the last episode, we were talking about uh, Pokemon. Where we Pokemon Go? <laughs> yeah. I Are think... you guiding this conversation, as, as you seem to do, mm-hmm. about porn versions or sex or something like that? How, what makes you say that? <laughs> well, I was uh... just going to say that I've been playing Pokemon Go quite a bit. Now. All right. Yeah, it's good. Sorry, that good. is sullied. It's that... actually it's actually made me go uh, walk. For the first time in my entire time at, at my place of work, which has been five years so far, mm-hmm. I've actually, over the last couple of weeks, walked around the business park where I work on my lunch because of Pokemon, collecting... Uh, go to Pokestops. I don't know how I feel about that. It's got me mobile. It's got me mobile. Mm. Me and my wife have been uh, going for walks in the country park uh, recent... What? The House of the Rising mm. Sun. The House of the Rising Sun. We've been going for walks there. And it's been good. So we're both enjoying it. I'm still... I will get bored of it eventually. Of course, I do with everything. But I just... <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. I think well, it's I- nice. I do six hours walking a day. Oh, you've got you so the enough. last thing I ever want to do is then do some walking. You could hatch invisible. so many eggs, though. You could hatch when you walk. If you've got the nap app on you, you incubate eggs and hatch them. You could do so many, man. I just it's, it's you know you could sell me. your profile onto somebody. Could I could actually do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. If you create a profile and you've got a good enough profile, people are buying them on eBay for like ten quid. Mm. <laughs> no, for like quite a bit of money. If you get like a really rare Pokemon. But I may look into that then. I mean, since you mentioned porn versions of Pokemon. Oh, since I did, you know, since I did. Ethel the Frog. Oh, at, that guy. At Nylar. You know, he he's one of the characters that makes us continue doing this podcast. He's actually. the only reason I'm here. Him and Christian. Oh, what, you got sick of Christian now, haven't Who? you? <laughs> uh, yeah, he said he sent me a tweet after we requested quite strongly on the you last requested. episode. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind. He didn't send me any pictures, unfortunately. I know you were hoping for that. But um, 
you could maybe just draw some yourself. Yeah. So he said in his tweet, sorry to let you down, chaps. And then he goes on to give some bells. Fantastic ones, so he hasn't let me down at all. No. So he's stepping up to the plate. So stop it. Stop talking like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said, can only think of Porkachu. Ooh. <laughs> Testicool. <laughs> that's, that's good. Uh, Hortel instead of water. Do these actually exist, these ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hortel. it's Wartel. Right. But he said Hortel. Mm-hmm. And Squirtle, whose name doesn't need changing. Squirtle. Because, you know, um, you know, like when. Go, uh, yeah. yeah. So most of that, the majority of that is actually urine, you know. I know. So. And I- <laughs> I don't know that. I've had this argument once with some guy yeah. who was like, he was obsessed with that sort of porn. Mm-hmm. And he was like, see. Pokemon porn. No, um, squirting. Oh, right. Yeah. Gush yeah. as there's a car. Oh, right. Yeah. And then I was like, it's, you know, it doesn't seem right. And then I, you know, it had is this just, argument. It's just essentially just piss. <laughs> what a way to end that sentence. And then he sent another one saying, uh, at Gonarchslayer, at G O N A R C H S L A I R. I did think of a porn version of the whole thing, though. And this is great. This this is great. This this is really good. Mm-hmm. So he's thinking instead of it being called Pokemon, he's thought of a porn version of the entire concept. Right. Yeah. Bukakimon, got to catch it all. Oh my god. Are we? That's wrong. Isn't are it? we recording? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bukakimon. It's a buka- it is Bukaki, isn't it? It's not Bukaki. I, I don't think it's Bukake. Know. I don't know what a Bukaki is. Yeah, like you do. Is. I'll show you later. Uh, Bukakimon, got to catch it all. Ah, that's good. That is really good. So thank you very much for those. Ethel the Frog. Mm-hmm. Simon. Simon. Remember Simon from the last episode? I did, yes. He suggested one which is really clever. He suggested Sinep and Anigav. And that is instead of Ekans. Mm-hmm. Now, Ekans, the Pokemon, is a, is like a snake. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Ekans is snake backwards. Okay. So, Synep, penis. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Anigav is vagina backwards. So, it's good, isn't it? I, I'm, I'll be honest with you. In porn, they tend not to say penis and vagina quite what a lot. What do you mean? <laughs> Give me your penis. I'll put it in my Anigav. <laughs> <laughs> When I said, give me your penis, I did it with, like, a man's voice, didn't I? Yeah. I and then I said it with a man's voice. Tell like, <laughs> Let me see your senip. Ah, I'm going to have to edit that out because I don't want Kelly to find out. <gasps> Speaking of Kelly, she suggested a good one. There's a, a one that's got this little this little sort of bear thing, I think. It's got a, a mask on. It's got, like, a, a skeleton sort of thing. It's weird. Right, yeah. And he's called Cubone, or Cubone. And she just said, Cubona. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty bitch. <laughs> and that's all we got sent in from people, so thank you very much, everybody. However, I thought of a couple. You might not want to take a drink of your beer while I, okay, while I'll I read put these. So, I thought of a couple. Th- uh, first of all, instead of Bell Sprout, what about Bell End Sprout? That's subtle. I'll give it that. <laughs> that's subtle. <laughs> uh, instead of Magikarp, you know which one Magikarp is? It <laughs> flaps about. <laughs> <laughs> Flaps about Vagicarp Vagiclean <laughs> Vagiclean oh, um, Instead of Growlithe Which is like this cool Big sort of tigery Sort of thing mm-hmm. What about Growler You know as in Have you seen my wife's Growler Wow I've never heard it Referred to as that And then I've got 
they've got um, instead of Bulbasaur, Bulbasaur cock. <laughs> and then we've got. Do you want your crowbar back on? <laughs> crowbar? Just crowbar on that into. It's good, it had this to have one. cock or something. What about this one? This is my favourite. Mm. You know, Charmander. Yes. What about Charming Amanda, the friendly whore? <laughs> and then finally, Slowpoke, which doesn't need changing. What I find so funny about it is not actually what you're saying. It's just your delightful look of whimsy on your face when you fire off these, like, just <laughs> ill advised <laughs> naff. What, what do you like think I looked like when I actually came up with him sitting at work? <laughs> when I should have been doing something very important. What's your manager called? Because I might give them a ring and just let them know what you're actually up to. So, I also wanted to talk about something else. <laughs> okay. Is it not porn? It's not porn. Right. What are your thoughts on binge-watching TV shows, Ross? Well, we're doing it at the minute. What are you doing? Me and my girlfriend. And actually, what was really weird last night, leading on to something else I want to talk about, Yes, I bought quite a lot of films from that... Um, films. Films. From that... Uh, it's kind of like a second-hand type shop in town. I forget the name of it. But if people look at the Twitter post C- that you put up... CEX or something like that, is it? Right. I bought... Is it called... That thing with... Equ- is it called Equilibrium? With oh, yeah, you did, yes. Equilibrium and you got... Um, Tron, Tron Legacy. Yeah. I, I got quite a lot, actually. But anyway, I wanted to put a film on, right? And uh, my girlfriend was like, I'm just not in the mood to watch films. I'm just, like, she's so hooked on The Wire. Uh-huh. We're, we've, in the space of probably a month and a half, we've watched four uh, free series and we just started the fourth one which I also bought from that shop you've seen it before haven't you yes and um, season four is just absolutely amazing it's it's funny it's because school kids isn't it yeah I used to think that The Wire was the best TV show that I'd seen and it, it around that time wasn't there a bit of a cliche about that like, oh yeah about people going on about how good The Wire is oh, so yeah. it's like ah, it's cliche Honestly, go back and watch it. It's still amazing. It looks dated and mm-hmm. stuff. And the fact it's not filmed in true widescreen makes well, it a bit naff. They did it. I'm sure they did it. Are they doing an HD um, remaster? Yeah. the I've heard this off a podcast that the um, they've released these Blu-rays where it's actually... They've tried to make them into widescreen. Yeah. And what happens is it, it's actually... It's crap because they weren't designed for that. So it's cutting off bits of the scenery and bits ah, of right. stuff. I mean, the first time you watch it, because it's like in that aspect ratio, it is a bit jarring. But because it's so well written, it's just funny and like intelligent. And I think McNulty is one of the greatest he's my characters favorite. of like the last couple of decades. Like, yeah, absolutely brilliant. But I, uh, think, I think to be honest, Bunk might be my favourite character. You know, oh the the interplay between them two is amazing. Fantastic, isn't it? Christian loves Omar. Like he's yeah. a class character. Omar coming. There's so many good characters, or and it's like it feels very real. The the world and stuff. But all this that I'm saying is just like it's boring because everyone says like it's a it good was, series. Uh, it was cool to not like it at one point, wasn't it? Like you were the kind of it got so popular. It was like. You were the, the cool person not to not to like it. 
you know what I mean, or not to have seen it. I I know what you mean by that, but the thing is, is what's weird if we say like say successful films because I can't think of a successful TV series right now that I would that I would say the same thing about. But we'll say like a successful film, like say um, Titanic. Yeah, that sold millions, right? Mm-hmm. Like people, and it's terrible. It's it it is terrible film, but yet. The way I was insanely popular, mm-hmm. and it's good, it's good, well written. Do you know what I mean? So, like, when people say it's poor, I feel like I know there'll always be people like that, like, oh, I don't like the way I act because of this, that, and the other, it's overrated. Mm. I mean, to be honest, it might be a case of my girlfriend might think it is slightly overrated, even though she's enjoying it because I bleat on about it so much. Mm. And sometimes when I pause it, I go, this is a meal. <laughs> What, just, just to drink it in. Like, yeah. I did a lot so last good. night. The problem is, is when I'm drinking and stuff, I get really into it, like passionate. I, I it's, it's so amazing. I, I feel so um, relieved that I actually think it's so good because I did the first time round. Uh, yeah. it, it's like I don't know, going on a brilliant holiday or, or like, I don't know, playing an amazing game. And then when you see it again, like, this is seven or eight years since I last watched it, yeah. and it's still fucking good. Uh, That's like... It's like a relief. Yeah. Anyway, you were going on about binge watching. Well, yeah, I mean, we've, Kelly and I have recently binge watched a couple of things. We, we did um, 112263. What's that? Uh, it's, it stars James Franco, and it's a Stephen King uh, adaptation, I believe. I All believe right. it was a book. I'll not say too much, but it's like a time travel sort of thing. And we watched it all in a week and really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I can see why people wouldn't like it or why they would think it was a bit cheesy. But someone said that uh, James Franco wasn't very good in it, but I thought he was all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we really enjoyed that. And we were totally so what's invested. that called again? 11-22-63. It's American, so it's actually the 22nd of November, 1963. Oh, okay. And if you... Don't if you're gonna watch it, don't like don't. Google it and find out anything about it because it's really interesting. It, it's because he didn't he write a, a book where it was like a number of a like a hotel or something, and then made that into a film as well. Mm, I don't know. I'm sure Johnny Depp was in in something like that. Right, maybe listener, let us know. Mm-hmm. We also binge watched. Uh, have, have you ever seen Spartacus, the TV show Blood and Sand, and? Yeah, I it, I watched a bit of it out of context, mm-hmm. and the same thing happened before I actually got into Game of Thrones, and I watched a bit of Game of Thrones out of context, and the bit I watched of Spartacus just looked like Three Hundred. Like yeah, it was, it, I was totally it looked a like bit that. not my. It had the slow motion stuff. It looked and the, cheesy, the, um, like distorted guitars and stuff whenever they were fighting. But it was cheesy. <laughs> but it was like there was loads of gratuitous <laughs> like fucking. Like that's the only way you can describe it. You fucking you have it. Tits everywhere. <laughs> there was this one bit where this guy went, um, "I'll fuck you in the ass," and they all laughed, and they were like, "Ha ha ha!" And then the woman with what cock? And they all laughed again. It was like, ha, ha. And there was this other guy who was known as the horse because he had a massive penis, and they ended up cutting it off and had him sort of almost crucified in his training area with his willy like bleeding everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was really harsh, but. It starred Andy Whitfield in the first series, and then he unfortunately passed away. Ah! So it was taken. He was taken over by Liam McIntyre. They had a, a an, like an interim series while they sort of recast. Uh, that was a, a prequel, and it focused on Battle Artis, who is played by John Hanna. You know John Hanna, I, I, Scottish I dude. No, I don't. You'll have seen him and stuff. 
seen him when he was using sliding doors and stuff like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, he, he was really good in it. Mm-hmm. So he played like the head of the, not Dojo, but the, <laughs> what the fucking Gallimac, I can't remember. But he was like the head of the... the gladiators. Yeah, the, he, he trained up the gladiators and stuff. Another question I'd like to ask about gladiators Yes, is, please do. When the fight, I believe it's recreating some sort of like... It's there's some legend when the fight, isn't it? So that's why there's the ones with the nets and oh, the, right. the what? Tr- uh, tridents. Yeah, and the other dude who's got the metal arm thing, yeah, with the sh- little shield and the little mm. sword. Is the other ones, or is it just them two ones? Yeah, there was the guy with the um, the the big. Uh, Don't say big cock. No, uh, scepter, and the uh, the guy in the chariot. It wasn't really a scepter. I was going to say, was, the guy in the chariot's going to win there was the one quite with, a lot. There was one with the, the bag of fish and chips that used to throw at people. <laughs> and there's the one who just had a dagger. He'd run at you like that. Like that. Oh, yeah, with, ba- with back problems. Yeah. A la Streets of Rage yes. too. And there was also the guy who had a, a mace or a flail. Morning Star. Aye, that as well. Are these real? Nah. I thought not. But no, there was others. I can't remember though. Who would you rather be in that scenario? The one with the net and the bloody trident thing or the one with the little sword and shield? I think I'd be the, with the net because I like to th- I like to think that I'm more of a more of a man of science. <laughs> so I'd, I think if you have the net, uh, I would be able to sort of think it through and, and, and solve this, the situation using my brain. Mm-hmm. But also if I had a net, then there would be two of it would be me and me mate Annette and we'd fight together so yeah we we binged the last series of that yeah the, the third series which I believe was called War of the Damned yeah and that was we watched the whole thing and we had it like recorded on the, the Virgin Box for fucking months mm-hmm. and we watched the whole thing in about a week and it was just so yeah, exhausting like the emotional roller coaster you went through was just totally exhausting that's one thing I find about binge watching stuff although I like doing it don't like doing it as well because I, I don't really like things being over. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I never finish games because I don't like... I, I enjoy the experience <laughs> of it, but I don't like them ending. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I have to really push myself to finish games and finish TV shows. And it's really Kelly pushing me through it that gets me to the end. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> There's like a sex joke there that I'm not even going to... Well, I'm talking about sex. Oh, very good. Oh, we're still talking about binge-watching uh... shows. <laughs> so... I find it really difficult, but it's, it's. I find it exhausting as well. Like, especially with something where, say, with a lot of action, it's exhausting because it's so like there's loads of cliffhangers and stuff like that, and one of your favorite characters gets killed, and you mm-hmm. like just get over that, and then another one dies, and there's a massive fight and stuff. Or if there's just loads of twists and turns, and you need to know what happens, and and then it does end, and there's loads of questions you've got. It's just exhausting. Yeah. Another one that we've just watched, just last week, Stranger Things. I'm interested by, mm. uh, by everyone who's gone absolutely mental about have, Stranger yeah. Things. It's been everywhere, and we bought into the hype, watched it on Netflix, Netflix original, right? Yeah, um, which I have to say, Netflix is doing creating some great shows. Great. And whenever I see Netflix original on something now, well, so I just think Ooh. for context, like Daredevil. We really enjoyed Daredevil. We're going to watch Daredevil season two next because we haven't watched it yet. Okay, I got Jessica re- Jones. I got recommended Daredevil, and um, I watched a little bit of it, and I couldn't get away with it. All right, we enjoyed it. We really enjoyed that. That was another one we kind of binge watched. That's the thing with this new medium, the way I think TV is going to go in the future. I think it's going to just be 
streamable services. I I don't think TV channels in far in the future. I don't think they'll be there because I just don't see. I, I don't. We don't watch adverts anymore. Ah, uh, yeah. We don't watch. We we skip past them. So it's it's like I understand why they're still there, but I can definitely see a future where I would only subscribe to a service where I can download and watch things whenever I want. Back in the day when I, I used to watch Sopranos, it used to be on Channel 4. I actually had to go back and watch the seasons pre like because I got into it late. I think I got into season 3 or something. So I watched like 1 and 2 on DVD and then I think 4 was on Channel 4. Mm-hmm. And on Channel 4 it had 4 ad breaks. And when I had Sky's basic package as well Game of Thrones had four ad breaks Jeez. in an hour show. Now it just breaks up the. It just, ruins it, doesn't it? It ruins what? I mean, it's a tough thing because you want to watch these programs like legally, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't like. I do not want to wait. You know the time for them to come out on DVD. Mm. So I think stuff like Netflix and stuff are fantastic services because we've been crying out for them for ages. Like, I can't believe in this country we pay, well, most of us pay a, a fucking TV license. Yeah. A TV license yearly is the same amount as what you'd pay for two streaming services, yeah. um, like, over a year. Right. And look at the difference in quality. I think on BBC, I personally watch. Actually, I don't think I watch anything the on only BBC. Thing we ever watched was Top Gear. Brian Cox, we watched recently, Forces of Nature. Right, yeah. We, we've had this discussion a few times. It, I really don't know what I'm paying for. Some sport, maybe, but even so, it's... Yeah. Eh. It, it's not. I, I don't know. I don't know how... Uh, I don't know. Future without the BBC, yeah. I can see that coming. I mean, for any listeners who aren't in this, like, in this country who are listening to this... Isn't there anything better you could be listening to? <laughs> the, the BBC... Film. People, I remember an argument saying, well, the BBC makes some good stuff, right? And without the way, the unique way the BBC is financed, it would not be able to do that. The unique way it's financed being is everybody who is like, who can't get out of it, because I know certain people who have theories how they can get out of it and it works for them. Yeah. If you pay, I think it's 150 or 160 quid a year Uh for this service that you might not even watch and what happens is the make series one that you just mentioned there Mm -hmm. Top Gear which gets sold throughout the world which is supposed to then fund the BBC in part but if everyone in this country per household is paying that amount Mm -hmm. where's it going because if you look at stuff like Doctor Who and stuff like that that's meant to be one of its big sellers. It's and yet awful. the special effects, it's, it's fucking it's terrible. Awful. It's terrible anyway. Yeah. But the special effects, yeah. special defects, they're absolutely <laughs> special shit. Special defects. That, that's kind of the thing about Doctor Who, though. It's sort of like, it's like a parody of itself where uh, it's just sort of deliberately, but I don't think that's acceptable, though. No, I'm not I making don't. excuses for it because I, I fucking hate that show and everything everything about it you know i really do and we're probably going to lose a couple of listeners to that and i'm, I'm really sorry i understand that people like things that i don't like yeah. but there's something about that show that just winds me the fuck up i used to like doctor who grown up and I, there was a doc there was that's nice
Ooh. <laughs> Staring you out there. There it? was a like a, a period that I thought there was a particular doctor that I liked, and you know, that's oh, yeah. Called. What was his name? Sexually, no. Yeah. It was Tom Did you Baker. Ever give me a Tom Baker was a fucking good like Doctor Who. Goodbye. Is that him? Yeah. But I grew up during the shit Doctor Who was. It, it was a. Uh, I know Miss Tristan from fucking um. Name is Tristan. Uh, I am alive. Ooh, ooh. What was it in? It's it's this thing about it's the vets thing. Yvette Fielding. No, no, the vets show. It's um, it's based on them books. All creatures great and small. So I was unlucky enough to grow up. Oh. <laughs> during the NAF doctors, and one of them was Trist. I know him as Tristan from the show. All creatures great and small. Okay. All right. creatures great and small are these books. That was, me dad was into and they made a TV show of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it's like Rumpel or the Bailey type of nonsense, you know. Middle Peter Davison. Peter Davison, right. And he Tristan, isn't even the... Tristan Farnan. He isn't even one of the worst doctors. No. But anyway, I grew... I didn't mind Doctor Who of a certain age. And I don't know if the fact I don't like it now is just because I'm not of that age. I don't know. It's another one of those things where you've got this new... Like new, as in NU nerd or neo nerd, I right. suppose you could call them, where it's like it's now people think it's really cool to be like nerdy about stuff, yeah. Which again is probably a couple of our listeners see you. Um, There's a character in that Atari game over that I want to talk about who falls into that category, yeah. The thing it's, I think I know who you mean, where they think it's really cool to like sort of watch all this stuff and, and say I'm a nerd and, and mm-hmm. like wear fucking nerdy t-shirts and things and you, it, I don't know if you probably wouldn't brag about it so much if you were like a real inverted commas nerd you would just kind of get on with it you know what I mean yeah but I don't know it's people who spend time more time saying I'm a nerd than actually doing things that would necessitate being a nerd yeah you know what I mean like watching and genuinely enjoying something like Doctor Who or a computer game or something like a real nerdy hobby but it's become such a broad spectrum now nerd nerdage nerded nerdiness nerdness mm-hmm. that uh, who, who the fuck knows what falls under that category I don't know right this probably these shorts do you think these shorts are nerdy am I showing off a little bit too much of me yeah a bit like, yeah, I'm, I, I would be these, comfortable sitting some with that tight the rather tight blue shorts that um, I've got to get my calves out when it's this hot otherwise well, I'll be sweating criminal, my shit off criminal to keep them under wraps thank you very much yeah look oh anyway so, this is I know just the Fuck. point I was going on a rant about the BBC and how shit it is yeah because you were mentioning uh, Netflix and how good it is yeah so I'm drawing the comparison hopefully evolution they're the Dodos, the BBC. Yeah. Hopefully that thing will fucking die out. No offence to Dodo lovers, and I know that it was a horrible thing that humanity done. But <laughs> now, 
We've got the new Mecco Dodos. Neo Dodo. Yeah. Neo Dodo. Na 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 na. Here's a message from our sponsors. The reflex is a lonely child to sing in the dark. The reflex is a bowl of dog shit, isn't that The reflex couldn't find my arsehole, even with a map. Because every little thing Reflex does is a really good reason to tune in too. So not to miss it. Stranger Things. No, actually, I just want to say about Netflix. The only worrying thing about it is how do they continue to finance it? Because their whole business model really is based on getting subscribers. Mm-hmm. They, can, they can finance these Netflix original series because of the, the subscribers they've got. Yeah. Every new show that they bring out will bring in new subscribers, but there is a finite amount of subscribers it can bring in. Mm-hmm. So the only option is to increase the subscription. Or the adverts, it was when we when we came in, it was five ninety nine. Then it went up to six ninety nine. I think it might be going up to seven ninety nine. And still per month, that's still good. That's still good. They've still got a long way. They could they could boost it up mm-hmm. over the next few years. I can see it going up further, and people still wouldn't be pissed off. I would rather that than to put ads in. Because if they, if they start putting ads in, they would lose a lot more people than if they maybe, raised the price of it. Maybe it's to cover the backs. They could have two versions. I don't know. Like a silver and gold version. Yeah, but not it? make the gold version like astronomical. And the gold mm-hmm. version, obviously, is you don't have ads in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They'll have to they'll have to think of something because it's not... I don't think it's um, viable for forever. Like, Unfortunately. Because well, they're doing some good stuff. Stop you talking about it for a second. Do you remember a time when fucking YouTube, which I absolutely love, didn't have adverts on it? Because yeah. the adverts on YouTube are so fucking intrusive and annoying. Mm-hmm. The fact is, most people do not... Wa- I know no. adverts and advertisements is how things make the revenue. But the the majority of people do not want to sit through adverts. Mm-hmm. Don't even watch them. It says you can skip this ad in five seconds. I'm just hammering yeah. that button waiting for it to skip. And now there's ones where it says your video will play after this ad and you've got no choice but to sit there. So I'm sitting on the toilet having a shit trying to watch a video of a cat falling over <laughs> and I've got to watch this advert for 30 seconds. I'm like, what? The worst one was that fucking one for like some... Um, ke- it was for some... Kettle ad- chips. No. Even that's like better than what it was. It was... Um, I think it was for some hay fever or allergen. Like he comes on and I'm like, I'm a doctor. And it, it lasts for 45 seconds. Oh, and geez, honestly, it man. makes 45 seconds. There's one of dogs uh, with bad teeth or something. And it's like, this, the dog can tell you when he's feeling sad, but can he tell you when his teeth are sore? And you're like, oh, I don't care. I, I want to yeah, watch I'm this, dog this guy fall off his skateboard. Mm-hmm. So, Stranger Things. Yes. Uh, we... Bought into the hype. Uh, we thought, let's dig it. Now, let's dig it. I we, can tell the way you're building it up that you're disappointed. By no, it. no, no, no. Huh? Mm-hmm. We really enjoyed it. We mm. were totally invested. There's only eight episodes. We watched it in about four days, I think. Class. Three episodes a night at one point. <laughs> and every time an episode finished, we would like we want to watch the next one. One of the best things about it is the startup. Uh, theme tune I've heard the which theme is fucking tune awesome and some of the fonts and stuff are very yeah, 80s really like, the, uh, they've done a really good job of that the the music I think they're releasing a, a soundtrack that you can download class, for the music yeah. 
the whole that they got it down to a T, the whole eighties uh, nostalgia thing. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so many references to different eighties things, and apparently, if you watch it again, you'll notice even more things that have just been dropped in the background. Nice, For instance, yeah. there's an old eighties movie poster in every single, not every single scene, but every every episode. There's a new poster that they've dropped in there. Mm-hmm. And I spotted the thing. Evil Dead's in there as well. Oh, I love um, the all work for Evil Dead. It's so good that yeah. the green and and I think he's is he busting is he there's a hand coming up I think maybe yeah well when you watch it you'll see it's brilliant. Uh, there's great acting by everybody. Winona Ryder's one of the leads and she's fantastic. Bit of a comeback for her really I suppose because she hasn't been anything for a while. I, I guess the last thing <coughs> I've seen her in, in this is ages ago was Black Swan. What was that? Oh, was she in Black Swan? Yeah, she was. Um, she was like. One an old um, dancer who would ah, like had right. resentment issues that uh, the younger one got picked for the role sort of thing. Uh, she was uh, she was great in it, absolutely great. The police officer, one of the leads, he was fantastic. It looked like Nate from Six Feet Under, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids in it, fantastic. I really really enjoyed this the show. I'm not going to say anything more because I wanted to watch it without knowing anything else. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But one thing that I said to Kelly after we finished it. I'm going to say this to you, but I really, really hope that this doesn't ruin it for you. And I don't think it will. It's not a spoiler, but I, if I put this in You're your head. you Do you think if they hadn't set that in the 80s, it would have been any good? Or would it have just been actually awful? Would it have just been cheesy oh. as fuck? And would you have let me sitting there like halfway through? Would you just went, nah, I'm not watching this? Was it the 80s nostalgia and the 80s theme that completely saved the entire thing? That's I was, what I think. I, was, I just wanted a slight clarifi- clarification on that. Do you mean that it was badly written, but the fact it threw up loads of like nostalgia highs, mm-hmm. where like, wow, that's such and such, and, and they nailed it so well. Yeah. Do you think that, or do you just think it the storyline fitted better that decade? I think, I don't think it was badly written. I just think, yeah, I think they relied too much on almost copy and pasting a lot of moments from 80s movies like mm-hmm. teen movies even stuff like the breakfast club and things like that that they've obviously taken from and the goonies massive goonies vibe they've they've sort of lifted stuff from those different films and just just shoved it in into this this tv show and they've, they've done such they've such a good job of it and it's so it works so well yeah that saved it and even when i'm saying that that kind of sounds stupid because well yeah that's what it was but my point is, if they hadn't gone for that eighties vibe and just told the story in present day, yeah, it just would have been I don't know, maybe it's a bit embarrassing, almost kind of like a bit of a joke, like really. You know, it's funny. I'm going to lead on to something that that you're mentioning there when we talk about Atari Game Over. There's a clear thing that's come up that you're talking about there with mm-hmm. that show, but there's another thing that just flashed in my mind. I watched a film years ago when I lived in my old place and it was called I Saw the Devil uh-huh. and it was the director's first ever film and uh, it was set in the 80s mm-hmm. and it had a very eight, 70s slash 80s vibe to it, right? And when I watched it, I, I watched all the way through and at the end I was like, oh, was that it? Like, my girlfriend had fell asleep on us whilst I was watching it, and I thought, fuck it, I'll just watch it, right? <laughs> At the end of it, I was like, well, that was slightly overrated, but fucking hell, has that stuck with me, that film? Yeah. The imagery and the pacing. I Saw the Devil. Yeah. When when did it, when was it released? 
Do you know? Um, was it 2000s? It was definitely 2000, yeah. Right. So it was kind of like, obviously went for the, the, the retro sort of look and they just nailed it. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to doubt if it's actually called that. I'm going to use Google on this one. I saw the devil. You say it in such a dramatic way. Ah, I've got this wrong. It's not I saw the devil. Oh. I saw a devil. And I, I wonder if it's House eyes. of the Devil. House of the... House of the Dead. Is it Rob Zombie? Oh, no. That was bad, that thing. Correction there. An immediate correction. Better than better doing it now than yeah. six weeks down the line on Twitter. I saw the devil is actually the director, I believe, of um, Old Boy. It was oh, his right. next movie. Like, uh-huh. not in the, the trilogy of Vengeance, but he made another one. Right. It's a good film. But it has the similar tropes of flashes of violence. The one I was thinking of is called House of the Devil. And right. I mean, if you just look, I'm just going to show Tom, which no one's going to see here, obviously. Just there's the artwork. So it's uh, an old Amityville horror house sort of thing with the, the roof, some windows, and then the House of the Devil court kind of creates the body of the house. And then, so it looks like a Western kind of font they've gone for. And then below it is loads of red lines. That, I don't know, is that supposed to be blood or, I don't know, shit stains? <laughs> shit stains. Yeah, so it's got like that kind of like vibe of the 70s, 80s kind of grime. And honestly, it takes a skill to pull that off. So if that show actually did pull off that imagery, there's a skill involved in that, isn't uh-huh. there? Cool, let's talk about Atari Game Over then. Yes. So as you've already said, it was like an Xbox production, wasn't it? Which is a bit of a revelation for me, but that's fine. That's fine. Well, that was on IMDB, so I'm only just using... No, I think you're right, because it said it right at the end. It was Zach Penn who sort of wrote it, directed it, wasn't it? He wrote Last Action Hero, X-Men Last Stand, The Incredible Hulk, with the Ed Norton one, I believe. He... Fantastic Four game and an X Men game as well. His uh, track record is not great, like is it? <laughs> yeah, I found him to be a funny guy, though. You know, I, I thought he tried too hard. Yeah, uh, there was a few few times, yeah, when he said something, I thought he was funny. But you're probably right. He did, he did kind of. He was trying, wasn't he, to be funny? I, I guess before we go into it, the the premise of it is, and I, I would, if it is on Xbox Live, and I'm sure it's on YouTube. If yeah. anyone's bothered. The next 20 minutes or whatever we're going to take discussing this uh-huh. will be a hell of a lot more fun if you actually go and watch it. Yeah, true. And it's not that long. Yeah. And it's not like you can watch an installment or mm. anything. Pause this, go watch it, come back. Right. We'll be here. Oh, so you've unpaused it. Oh, we've decided not to talk about oh, yeah, it. We're actually just going to talk about like girth. <laughs> yeah. From the next hour. <laughs> Show each other's girth. So the storyline, which will make no, there's no point in me now saying what the storyline is if you have went and watched it. Oh yeah, we'll tell him anyway. It's about a crew. Well, this is what it says on IMDb, right? A crew digs up all the old Atari twenty six hundred game cartridges of ET. That's what it says on IMDb. Oh, that's a bit of a spoiler. Aye. <laughs> so anyway, I would say the the actual film has two narratives almost 
it, it concerns itself in actually explaining how the fall of uh, the games industry was attributed wrongly yeah. to ET. ET, the and game the on fall- Atari 2600, wasn't it? Yes. On 83 Christmas, I guess? The Christmas uh, yeah, of was the rush, the rush did it. It had Howard, Howard Warshaw. Mm. The... Um, they rushed him to get it finished. He said, "Can you get it? Can you get the game done? We need it in five weeks' time." And he said, "Yes." So there's that avenue which yeah. I find really interesting. Yeah. I thought that they nailed that, and I'm I'm not sure what I think of uh, Warshall. I, I I like him sometimes. He was an interesting character, yes, wasn't he? Because he very was quite passionate. Like, yeah, and he was quite spiritual. At one point, there was there was a couple of things he said. That you just kind of like because he's now a psychotherapist as well. Yeah, so I, it kind of makes sense. Well, he's only made three games, you know. Uh, really? I I double checked this on yours. It. Yours Revenge. Yours Revenge, which was his his magnum opus. It's yeah. the one that everyone goes on about yeah. being amazing. Like on the Atari, everyone says it done things that no one thought was possible. Uh-huh. He also wrote the comic book that he put in the box so he gave it a bit more like to it. Backstory it was about the flies, wasn't it, t- taking over? Yeah, it was time. an interesting concept. Yeah. But then again, it goes back to what he was saying was happening in Atari at the time. They were smoking loads of weed, yeah. doing loads of fucking drugs. Uh, I wrote this down in my notes. I'd love to have fucking worked it there. It was insane. The, the, the way they talked about the, the place of work, it just yeah. sounded like the best place. That's the bit I liked about him. When he was standing there saying, I saw a, a style of working where I could just get on with my job in in a party atmosphere yeah. that I um, I was touched that I could do, uh-huh. but I'm also sad that I will never be able to recreate. Uh-huh. That was where I was like, wow, he has got like this, he's a passionate character and I, I really I felt for him when he was saying that. Mm-hmm. So that was his first game, Yours Revenge. His second game was the Indiana Jones one. Oh, yeah. Which... Raiders um, of the Lost Ark, wasn't it? Angry Video Game t- uh, does an episode talking about the indie games. And he talks a bit about that one. It's quite an old one. It's, yeah. a, it's a good episode if anyone wants to watch it. And then his third game was E.T. So he's only made three games. Right. He, on yeah, uh, Wikipedia, it says that he was actually making another game, which was called Saboteur, which right. got he actually left the company and it got changed at the last minute to a A team game, and All then right. it never came out. Uh. So that's him, legendary game designer. As far as I know, has only made three games. Yeah. But it's yours events that everyone remembers. Uh-huh. I don't, have you played it? I haven't. No, because that's another thing that I, would, I wrote down and I said to my girlfriend. I never had an Atari. That, to me, that decade is so steeped in the 70s. Even though ET and stuff came out in the 80s. Uh-huh. The Atari itself, the console, and the game designs on there, they, to me, just look so 70s, mm. don't they? Yeah. Like the wood panelling and yeah, all definitely. that sort of stuff. I was more, well, I was. I had a Commodore, didn't I? Like yeah. later, a little bit later. So maybe I just missed out on that whole gaming experience. But looking at a lot of the games and like when Angry Video Game Nerd talk, talks about them or I see them, they just look like so arcane, don't they? Uh, they like look like I not, don't know not if even I would want slightly wanna... relevant. Like uh, yeah, as we've said a few times, it would be interesting to get someone who's never played that. Like a younger person to play a game like that after they've played mm-hmm. their Xbox One, yeah, and just say, "This is what do you think of this?" Just to blow their minds, just to see what they think, because it would be a complete culture shock. Yeah.
Just to talk about that Zach Penn guy, the, the guy who like directly wrote it, he kind of reminded me a bit of Archer. You know the guy who plays Archer. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't remember yeah. him, but he sort of sounded and looked a little bit like. He him. does the voice of our um, Bob's Burgers as yeah. well, doesn't he? This is a funny bit when he he, he went. He first went to the because as I think you said, wasn't it where the the buried buried all the the games? That's what you said at the very. Well, start. what I was I was saying is the split in the two. So there's the history of uh, Atari, which I found really interesting. Mm-hmm. Then this whole MacGuffin about the fact like. That legend grew up the way the documentary says it is legend had grew up that Atari dumped loads of unsold ET consoles in a landfill somewhere in this place, mm-hmm. and the documentary follows these people, who some of them I would describe as full, fully fledged nerds. Full on nerds, got the nerd badge. Who who are like trying to ascertain where in this massive landfill the Ataris dump is uh-huh. and actually digging them up and that side of the documentary I found quite boring yeah it was I don't know I, I, when it got to the day of the dig I, I was I was feeling a bit of trepidation like I was quite excited but then again I already knew what the outcome was Me you know too, what I mean yeah. I already knew so if someone didn't know and perhaps we shouldn't say I don't know but if you don't know what the outcome is mm-hmm. it would be a lot more exciting, I suppose, if that's something you're into and you kind of want to know what happens. I think, though, if you are into it, though... You probably already know. You'd probably already know. Yeah. It's a weird one, really. Mm. No, I agree. The the, the the history, the side of the documentary that was about the history of Atari, where they started and where it went wrong and how they kind of cleared up, pretty unanimously said, to say that E.T. was the downfall of Atari, the reason that Atari mm. failed, ultimately was because of this game ET is just ludicrous. And a lot of people it was was it Mike what was he called? Um Mike Mika. Yeah. Um, he was actually at one point wearing the the uh, the Pac Man end screen T shirt, you know, where the we talked about that where the, kill the game screen. The kill screen, yes. Ah. He was wearing a T shirt with a kill screen on. But he said it's actually a good game. If the E T game if you play it, it's not actually a bad game. Well uh, there's nothing really wrong with it. The thing about it is this is my theory, and again, it's apologies. What had come out a while back was Atari's own version of Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. It, it had come out, and it was absolutely terrible. Right. One of the reasons it was terrible was because they'd been... They made them on, like, carriages, small, like, size carriages. I think tiny, like... Is it four? I don't even know the size of the carriages, but to save money, they made... Pac-Man on this tiny cartridge. Uh-huh. It was rubbish. It sold loads, but it got loads of returns. Now I'm sure that that happened before ET. Then Christmas rolls round. People buy like ET got bought. Like billions of people bought it. Well, not billions, but millions of people bought yeah. it. Yeah. And what happened is, people took it back. Yeah, that's right. So there was what was happening was the actual uh, brand was getting besmirched by this. Like oh so every game like every big game that I buy is a load of crap and I'm taking it back. Mm-hmm. So what happens there is people, your average Joe, get sick of buying games because they tend to be disappointments. Uh-huh. And the actual people who are stocking the games buy in all these games and what's happening is people are just bringing them back. Mm-hmm. I remember when Blockbuster was going 
And I remember walking into Blockbuster and I had a list of films I wanted to see because I was just starting to like get into more undergroundy movies. Yeah. Walking in and seeing rows and rows, full rows of that Godzilla movie. You know the um is it Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, uh, Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick movie, right? Rows and rows of that. And then going to the, the clerk, um, excuse me, have you got any of these films? No. Why? Because this whole video shop is just full, full of, of Godzilla. Yeah. And you know what? Everyone <laughs> thought Godzilla the movie was shit anyway. Yeah. I've never seen it. Ah. Is that the one with all the babies? At the end. Well, yeah. Spoiler sauce. Spoiler. <laughs> For the Matthew Broderick <laughs> Godzilla movie. That's That was my impersonation of Godzilla. Classic Godzilla. Couple of little quotes that just throughout just want to dot these in. Uh, there was one thing. Apparently the, the motto for the company, Atari, was we take fun seriously. Uh, yeah. Howard Scott Warshaw. Mm-hmm. He's he coined the, the phrase we take fun intravenously <laughs> because it was such a crazy place to work. They had hot tub uh, sorry, they had hot tubs, uh-huh. uh, kegs when quarters were met. They like they just went out the store and bought loads of kegs back. There was a an anecdote from Howard saying that he was doing somersaults down a hill, one of the hills outside the office, because he was off his face. <laughs> imagine being in a place of work like that, he'd summer barbecue, and he'd like just. Because uh, that was the other anecdote he said where he went in on his first day and he'd uh, took his own joint. Ah, uh, yeah. Because he heard that they smoked and stuff at the office, and one of the guys said, Oh, that's not a joint, this is a joint. It was a bit like a yeah. crocodile dundee thing. It's just, it's fucking wild. Like, Do you know what I think so weird? weird is these people are geniuses, really. Like, math- yeah. mathematical geniuses, oh, right? Yeah. Like, t- to be to that level. So, like, this is something I want to make clear on this on this podcast. We'll often slag off games. Mm-hmm. We'll often go, oh, God, this is so shit. The people who make these games are fucking very, very intelligent. Yeah. And also doing stuff, like, in terms of the work rate they're doing, it's stuff that's beyond me. Yeah. But I can't believe, because when I get pissed and stoned, the last thing I want to do is sit in front of a console typing out code. Yeah. Like, I don't even understand it when I haven't had anything to drink. Well, I mean, I've got a bit of bit of history with, with coding. Uh, as we've discussed, actually, on I think it might have been the very first episode, and we talked about the Spectrum. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked about how we used to code it so that it would flash on the screen and just pop up. Mm-hmm. One of our friend's name is Gay. That was so. That was that's my history in coding. That's good, like. And in fact, I didn't even do that. It was Martin, my brother, who did it, and I just watched him. So, yeah. So I can I can relate. Mm-hmm. I can relate to the sort of coding things that they used to do. <laughs> because you've done what is it? Uh, ten print. Thomas Gay. Go to twenty. Go to ten. <laughs> yeah, it was a long time ago. Do you know the Atari denied the dump, the dump in 1983? They denied that it was actually there, and that's why I think that's why it was so uh, like a bit of a bit yeah. of a mythos around it because they said no, we didn't do didn't dump anything there. Mm-hmm. I liked in the actual documentary itself there was a couple of animated parts that they did, which was like pixel art. I like that, yeah. And there was when they were talking about there was a environmental health guy there who was saying, "Oh, we're worried about them digging it up, and yeah. who knows? It could be mercury-filled pigs." He said. What does that mean? I didn't get that. Like, is it I, like actual pigs filled with mercury? Because that's what the animation was showing. I didn't understand yeah. what he meant by that. But yeah, the animation of that was pretty cool. I what like I that. also liked is one of them said it was a, it was ironic that a game like because everyone goes on in ET how you fall down these big fucking pits. Yeah. And obviously, if anyone's watched ET, that don't happen in the film. No. 
So you fall down these pits and it was ironic that now they're looking in a massive landfill to find these E.T. Like, <laughs> oh, it's beautifully ironic. There was a, a couple of Easter eggs that they talked about in the, the documentary yes. overall as well. They were saying that um, the first ever Easter egg was on Adventure. Mm-hmm. It was the programmer's name. Have you ever played it, uh, Adventure? I haven't, no, because uh, like I go back to the fact that... Evil I'm... Commodore. Not really an Easter egg, but... Kind of. There was a room where it had his name in. That's right. Because back then they wouldn't put um, credits in games and stuff. But that's why I got a bit, um, I got a bit confused. Because did Yours Revenge come out before or after Adventure? Because I think it was after, wasn't it? All right. Because Yor apparently is supposed to be Ray backwards. Well, it is Ray backwards, and it's named after the CEO of Atari, Ray Kassar. Uh That's one of the things he said. Well, you know the guy who 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 said that whole um, analogy uh, story about um, adventure uh-huh. with the Easter eggs. It's a guy called Ernest Klein. Uh-huh. Now, yeah. Ernest Klein is the guy I'm gonna like. There's been a very fortuitous thing happen to me this week. Right. I downloaded a few po- um, audio books because I've been getting back into audio books. So this is the loose. This is the ones I've listened to thus far this week. Because, I, again, I have a job where I listen to... A, I have a lot of time to listen to stuff. So I listened to the 1984 audiobook, which I've already heard before, yeah. which is absolutely fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Then I listened to I Am Legend. Awesome. It's amazing. Then I've started listening to Ready Player One okay. by Ernest Klein. Now, my criticism of him in that documentary is he came off as one of those nerd right, like okay. he's driving a fucking DeLorean with a blow up uh, E.T. in there mm. talking to the maker of uh, the writer of Game of Thrones James R.R. R. Martin mm. going on about how like and when he talks he does this like blinky thing and like he's so like I get that because when, when I was I've only just started re- reading Ready Player One well I started on the way back from Honeymoon mm-hmm. and I got that where it felt like someone who Thought to himself, right? What does someone who reads this book yeah. want me to put in this book? Well, and, is... and he was scraping the barrel of references as so... much as possible, and that's the way I felt. Can I just say, because you've just said there one thing that I wanted to say? Mm. He came up with one of the most bizarre sentences in any movie I've ever seen. Right? What did he say? He said, and it's what you've just said. Uh, My DeLorean is already in New Mexico. I just need to drive to Santa Fe, pick it up from George R. R. Martin, who was using it for the Back to the Future screening. Drive it down to Al- Alamogordo. I could stop with a very large array, also hit Roswell, and then go to Alamogordo and be there for the excavation of the Atari graveyard. Mm. The most epic road trip of all time. I have to go. I'm Indiana Jones going to Westeros to meet Doc Brown, then save E.T. Yeah. yeah. That's what his book's like? <laughs> that that sums up what the book's He's like? He just squeezes... Because I've only read the first couple of chapters of Ready Player One. And he squeezes as many references as possible. How are they going to make that into a film? Spielberg, isn't it? Spielberg. Which is a nice... Yeah. Spielberg is involved, right? And it's like, I think um, Simon Pegg turns up as one of the characters because I had a quick look at the IMDb page. So that's one thing I'd like to say about uh, Ready Player One. Secondly, he has a little side before I say this. When I'm out and I'm talking to people who don't know us that well, I'll say I'm reading these books. Yeah. But in reality, I'm just listening to audiobooks because yeah, of my job. The same thing. This, it's not. Adam Buxton <laughs> said this in a podcast, and I've totally agree with him. It's a totally different feeling. Because okay. when you read a book, it's like 
I don't know. You've got to totally concentrate on it. But and I mean, that's you, you why... still get the same information, though. Yeah, but the problem, one of the issues I have with the audio book of Ready Player One is the guy who's reading it has upward inflections when oh, he's reading no. it. So the first hour of that book was very, very hard work. A lot of it was what you just nailed there. He was just reference. It was like he wrote a sentence and he left it blank. Yeah. And then he went, okay, right. Who should I, what should I reference the most? I've got to have something that's really easy to reference that everyone would know. Then I've got to have something a bit obscure. Then I've got to have something really obscure that everyone's going to think, like, yeah. wow, I can't believe you referenced that. And you think, fuck off, because <laughs> the storyline isn't that great. No. But anyway. Because I was hoping the storyline would get really good. Oh, well, that's what I... would save it. I'm going to say, after the now I mark, I don't have me whole... After watching that documentary as well, where he, he did wind us up, yeah. I actually, I've been enjoying the book a little bit more. And yeah. I feel it built up to something in the in the book that I did enjoy. Right. But it's a long book, isn't it? I mean, it's 12 hours of audio. Yeah, I, and uh, a lot of it's like just reference and stuff. It is. That's what that's what sort of irritated me. I actually had um, on the last episode I was going to talk about it, but I didn't because we didn't really have time. It's for so, sure it is because we can. Uh, we it's can... tied up quite a lot of um, mm-hmm. knots here, like because I had quite a few notes. And I, when I think when maybe when you finish listening to it and I finish reading it, we'll we'll do an episode and we'll talk about it. Yeah, and because be I tell you what, what puts us off really giving it a good hiding is a lot of people and a few people that I actually respect have have recommended the book. And that's why when I was hating it, I was like, I'm not going to stop listening to it. I'm going to go through it and see why, like, just see it at the end. But mm. then it it did get better. It has got better. Mm. And I, I don't know if that's just, you get used to these references. But to me, just referencing fucking E.T. or Adventure or obscure Dungeons and Dragons books, uh-huh. it's it's not... What's it? It's not quite enough. Like, there's one conversation, I wonder if you've got to this, where there's two of them. Him and this, he's got a mate called H. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting there and they're talking about the merits of Lady Hawk. Yeah. And the the amount of, like, and then they start talking about Atari made these four games. Yeah, the, and yes. The, and the other guy comes in and he's a proper dickhead. Yeah. And this is the thing that, that irritated was, me. The, the way that they talk to each other, again, it was kind of like, he was like, "Oh, what would what would two kids talk to each other like? Um, oh, they'd be like, God, you shut your face, you ass, and stuff like yeah. that.' Yeah, I, was, I was reading it, and I was like, "This is fucking," because I'd had that book recommended to me by my brother Martin, right? And, yeah, and Miss, his you see, uh, I, girlfriend, Miss like I well. respect their opinion. Yes, I totally did, and I was reading it. I was like, "I'm." Is there something wrong with me here? Because I'm, I'm really, I was almost a bit embarrassed by the way it was written. Yeah, like it was written. You know, when you're at school and and you you all write something and someone reads, you, you read it out. Each person reads it out, and it's like, and then I went to uh, my nana's and we had our tea, and then I went home, and then I went to bed, <laughs> and then I went to school the next day, and it, it just kind of like you're listening, like oh, oh, that's just horrible. Mm-hmm. But then you. It was just, well, I was just, I didn't like it. I didn't like the way he was writing, the way they were speaking. It was horrible. That bit absolutely wound me up. Yeah. And it's also hit on another thing. You know, in the book, any like terminology that he's made up, uh-huh. like the whole world's called the Oasis and uh-huh. they're called Gundas 
is it Gunners the the people who people who search for the search for the Easter egg the clues. Uh, yeah, because he says it's a really tenuous link. It's sort of two words smashed together. Some, uh, but everything Easter, Easter egg hunt, egg hunters, I think it is. So it's something like Gunners. Yeah, I think that's what he calls it. Everything he comes up with, mm-hmm. like his own stuff that isn't a reference to something else, is shit. Yeah, <laughs> like the actual term, like it, it's all shit. It's not like Clockwork Orange where yeah. he's come up with like. Uh, Oh shit, was it Drogos? Is that? Drogies and like, I've got a pain in me Gulliver, it's proper horror show. Yeah, it's fucking fucking brilliant. Well, that's why I I like, I bring up the fact, like, I listened to 1984 by George Orwell Uh before this. (laughs) I mean, it's not the first time I've listened to that audiobook. I've listened to it quite a lot because it's Uh fucking amazing. But my God, it it also makes me think in 20 years' time, what are people going to think of that book? Uh Because. Just the Gunners wiki and stuff like that. It's just so of its time. Yeah. It, it's so... And if we've ever learned anything, if you go back and watch some stuff like 60s, like beatnik stuff uh-huh. from the 60s, how cringeworthy that is to people now. Yeah. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the rest of the book. Uh, ah, yeah. But, gonna... yeah, I, I wasn't impressed by the, the, the small amount I read. Like, Isn't it odd? Because I had that same feeling when I was listening to it, thinking... Christ, is it just me? Like he's got another one out called Armada, which is, uh, well, this is worrying actually because Missy said, "Don't bother reading it because it's awful." Well, and if she recommended or endorsed Ready Player One, that is concerning. <laughs> I I feel like the thing with Ready Player One is I feel like the storyline's okay, right? Mm-hmm. Okay at best, but all these references, I feel like people might listen to it and uh, read it and think. Oh, I know somebody who likes all them games and likes that sort of stuff. That's I think that's exactly what happened with, with me. I think that was one of the things that Martin said to sell it to us. There's just loads of references. But you've got to be subtle. Yeah. It's got to be subtle references, not just rammed down your throat. I said I said before Easter eggs, there was the one that um Howard put in the E. T. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I there was seen a, that. The geranium, apparently, that turns into Yaw from mm-hmm. Yaw's Revenge. Uh, and then you can do something else with it. It turns into Indy from uh, Indiana Jones, which is like these two other games. Well, it was Ernest Klein who showed you that, I, I believe. Yes, I believe it was. It was him going on about that. The clothing game and clothing was said about, because there was a big queue of people waiting for the dig on the dig day. Every one of them had like an item of game and clothing on. Ah, yeah. The Atari dude who had like, an Atari hat on and then the Space Raiders T-shirt. Oh, no, it was a Space Raiders T-shirt. and the, no. Space Raiders hat mm. in like an Atari t-shirt or something like that. Um, there was someone with the Borderlands 2, the Aperture Labs t-shirt, the Pitfall t-shirt. And it was actually Ernest Klein had a Dig Dug t-shirt on. Yeah, I did think that was actually quite clever. Yeah, it was quite a cool t-shirt. You see, um, I think, I think, and honestly, I think I'm quite like a little bit on the fence after not minding the next couple of hours I've heard of the book. Yeah. The first hour, I was like, I hate this fucker. I'm I wrote notes where I was like, prick. That's what I wrote <laughs> down. I'm just really hoping that when the story kicks in properly, it's, it's going to be engrossing and you're not going to mind. That's what I think might have happened to you. You're not going to mind. Yes. It's sort of poorly written. That kind of the same feeling I had with Metro 2033, where I know that was a translated version mm-hmm. from Russian to English, but it felt like it was really poorly written. Sort of in the same, very, very similar, actually, to Ready Player One, where it was kind of someone who... It was the first book they'd written. They weren't very academic, maybe. They'd written a book thinking, when they, after they'd read other books and thought, I'll oh, yeah. do that. I've got a story. 
you might have a good story, but it doesn't mean you're a good writer. Yes. Because I, I find, I think of myself as a good writer who doesn't actually have a story. Because when I write things, which the listener won't know because I've never ever talked about the fact that I write things, but I, I tried writing a book years and years ago. Yeah. But I didn't have an, a story in mind. I just, I, the first line of the book was, I'm just going to write. And I just started writing a story. And it was essentially just kind of me in as the main character. Mm-hmm. And there was some good set pieces in it, but I didn't really have an end game. And it was just kind of rambling. With me, I find I can write, I can put things in down, like with poetry and stuff. I can write things that are very, like one-liners that are really meaningful mm-hmm. and beautiful to read. But I haven't got a story. Whereas he, Ready Player One, Ernest Klein's got a great story, potentially. Uh- but he ha- isn't a good writer. Metro 2033, Dmitry Glukowski, mm-hmm. he had a great story, a great world that he created, but he's not a good writer. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would say, like, Ready Player One, the storyline, isn't that great? Though? Oh, well, it, he's fucked. You, well, you know, the the thing that everyone says, the ma- it's the Matrix meet... Ah, uh, uh, right. Yeah. Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. And he even says that he says that in Atari game over he goes I wanted to create like thought I thought like what would Willy Wonka do if he was like a game developer and I was like oh he's probably read that review and thought actually yeah he is a bit like Willy Wonka and then just started saying that to everyone <sighs> but yeah Atari game over I've got a couple more things I want to say the guy was called Tony Johnson who found the first bit of Atari memorabilia, I suppose you could say. Like a bit of broad joy start, uh, stick, huh? Exactly. From the Atari 2600. What else? There was <laughs> there was this weird bit where they showed the front cover of uh, New Media magazine. Mm-hmm. And it had a, a piece on the front about Spaceship Princess 2, which I believe was a game. But then, for some reason, they had a picture of Princess Diana in this blue spacesuit on the front cover. And that was kind of them saying... Well, that vaguely rings a bell. (laughs) That was there, like, what they'd chosen to represent space... What was it called, sorry? Spaceship Princess 2. They thought, well, Princess Diana's a princess. Uh She's relevant, because it's the 80s. Let's just put her in a weird blue... I I think it was a blue spacesuit. Either that or she was wearing a really weird outfit and it looked a bit like a spacesuit. It was kind of ribbed. That was weird to put in the front of a gamer magazine. But it was the 80s and they used to do shit like that. They did, (laughs) yeah. Like Crash Spectrum magazine and stuff. They always had some bizarre front covers Naomi Kyle was there with the dig no Naomi Kyle from IGN Naomi Kyle is this um, bit of a blonde bombshell who like she should present stuff on IGN right, yeah. she's beautiful absolutely beautiful and I don't want to be after last episode I don't want to be any more misogynistic however <laughs> she's stunning and I was said to Kelly just last week actually I watched because she comes up on IGN and, and pictures like on the IGN app, which I'm on all the time. Mm-hmm. I showed it to Kelly. I was like, "My wife." I think I just said she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. And and then a couple of days later, when I you said, "Got you know, out of the spare room." Yeah, <laughs> I said, "You know that Naomi Kyle I was showing you a picture of the other day." She was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "This is why it would never work between us." And I showed this video of her. She was playing cunning stunts the Grand Theft Auto update ah yeah and she was so fucking irritating was she just loud she was, wasn't was particularly bad at the game because that's what actually what Kelly said I said oh this is why it wouldn't work between us and she went why is she shit at the game and I went no no because obviously she's Kelly's shit at games apart from Explosion Man she's quite good at Explosion Man fuck Kelly. I'm terrible at that game I love that fucking the music in that game the way every time you it? jump 
No, no, no. I got Miss Explosion Man, but I never played it. Oh, Miss Explosion Man is so hard. Like, I, I they, wanted to They're both to backwards it. compatible. Well, I finished Explosion Man, and the ending's hilarious. The mm. music at the end is really funny. Hey, what's up, dude? Hey, boys, y'all ready to explode? Guess what I got in my pocket? Yeah, I'll come back I later. I got a pocket full of explosions. It's no big deal. I got stuff going on. Yeah. I got some meat to cook. It's I will, I will one day. Well, that get Kelly involved if she's good at it. Because I'm. Yeah. You can play two player on that, can't you? As well. It's a different. Uh, you kind of miss Explosion Man, yeah. I'm sure. Like different levels. But, uh, my girlfriend just didn't even fucking give it a. She was like <laughs> shit. Like no. But with Naomi Kyle, I said, ah, this is why we're working, just because she's just irritating as fuck, like really loud and stuff. If you're listening, Naomi, I'm not writing it off. <laughs> um, get in touch. I'd gone Oxley. <laughs> So, yeah, she was there. She was standing up, standing, posing with this other lass, kissing. What was she kissing? They were both kissing something. An ET doll, I think. Yeah, I can't even remember this. Yeah, it was just, I mean, I'm going to know it was a beautiful woman, aren't I? However, with my libido. Yeah, I'm coming across this <laughs> little bit, aren't I? There was also a bit towards the end where a couple of the guys gave their opinion on what the worst game ever was. Aye. Mike Mika said Firefly on the Atari 2600. Right. Seamus Blackley said Trespasser. On the, uh, it was like a dinosaur Jurassic Park tie-in game, which I think he actually had a hand in creating. I've he said seen, that was the worst game ever. I, I've seen... Um, oh, a Kim, I'm sure Kimble Justice was talking about um, tie-in games, and he talked about that game, and it has this mental reload physics. To, like, I'm sure the... You, you know in first person shoot them ups your, your arm's like constantly out oh yeah it, there's something about in that game the arm that's holding the gun like just wobbles all over the oh, shop yeah. <laughs> it looks hilarious if it's that game because I'm sure it's that another quote from a guy standing in the queue um, he said oh, was it the, no 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 sorry he wasn't standing in the queue he was one of the guys being interviewed hmm. I don't know what his name was but I just said guy with Lego hair <laughs> So he looks like you had Lego hair. He said, I'd rather play E.T. than any card game. Yeah, I, I did uh, smirk when he said that. Which is fair enough. Nah, well, like, <laughs> I, I would rather play a card than... I, I know, to be fair, I've never played E.T. No. And there was a quote right at the end as well, which I really liked, from the guy who was in City Hall. I don't I don't think he was the mayor, but he sat in, like... Because he went to him quite a few times and interviewed him. Yeah. And he said... Someone said to him, would you bury other games? Yes. Because uh, he was like the, he must have been the mayor, I suppose. Well, of, of where the game was. I buried. think what you're leading up to here, right, is his fucking city must be pretty shit. <laughs> what what he did said, he say? Uh, they said, "Would you bury any other games if anyone wanted to come down?" Because he said uh, these games are probably worth something. We'll sell them on eBay because yeah. <laughs> they're actually they're property. They're property. <laughs> and he said, "Absolutely, come on down. We'll bury a game." <laughs> so yeah, fair enough. 
So if anyone out there has made a shit game, mm-hmm. but it's all digital now, isn't it? So you can't bury anything. Well, no, it isn't. It is. <laughs> it's, it's not. Tom, can I tell you a joke? Go on then, mate. Why did E.T., the extraterrestrial, love Rita's pizza so much? Why? Well, because they have the same flavour that Cum does on his home planet. <laughs> <laughs> That's Neil Hamburger. Oh, what a wonderful way to end. <laughs> Let's go and watch Indie Game the movie. We'll see you soon. Bye, listeners. <laughs>